Hey, welcome to the Southgate Studio Podcast, a podcast designed to resource you and equip you to become a faithful and passionate follower of Jesus. I'm your host, Alex, and with me is the Rev Hopkins. Okay, I don't know what that sound was. Does that, does that give it away? I got a fresh haircut. Oh, and I just like to say yeah, it's it, looks, a, it's, it sounds good. My beard's trimmed to a number one. It goes from a number one to a number two fade. Uh, so the side winter. of your head's a number two. Uh, it goes to number two and then it's just long up top. So it starts one. Goes you, you can do the skin fade during the summer, which is what I had. But during the winter in Canada, what's the skin fade? Skin fades like from nothing. Like there's no guard on your. Is that zero? Zero. Would that be bald? You, you almost no. Bick is bald. Bick. Yeah. Like when you bick your hair, like those is old guys like in the shower on a shaver. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's like you are oh, Bic. doing like, Bic is a shaving the, company, like a straight razor. Yeah. 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 That Bic. Well, it could just be like, I thought or the like six blades, whatever Bic. they're advertising now. Those oh, things. That makes sense. Cool. Your hair looks great. Thank you. I was waiting <laughs> for the compliment. Um, hey, we have Jeremy Conway with us today. And I was looking at him for signals of like, what the heck I'm talking about? And he's just nodding along. He's encouraging <laughs> me from the sidelines. So welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's uh, great to be here. I wanted to have you on the podcast because I feel like I've watched you from a distance in all areas of my life. And so when I was younger, you owned a skate shop. Um, when I went off to university, I feel like you were just starting to work at the Pentecostal church. Yep. That's right. Yeah. And then now you're heading up a church plant. Yeah. And so I'm looking at you and I'm like, whoa, this guy is radical. And so I wanted to get into your head and maybe cool. we get to a little, hear a little bit about your heart. That can be a scary place to get into. So. <laughs> you know what? Creative people are awesome. So um, I'm willing to, I'm willing to hear you. And so um, yeah, maybe just tell us a little bit about you you and your family. Uh, I don't know if you even grew up in Brockville or where yeah. you, where you grew up. So, so take us away. To start right from like ground zero. I don't know. Sure. Why not? <laughs> the, the right. beginning. The like beginning. a three hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'll lay down on a couch. Um, yeah, no, obviously my name is Jeremy Conway and I grew up actually in a city called Kitchener, mm-hmm. uh, Kitchener, Waterloo, um, spent 18 years in Kitchener and, uh, yeah. And then went off to Bible college in Peterborough. Okay. So this is how I ended up in Rockville. Love right? it. So went to Bible college in Peterborough at what is now a master's college and seminary. Uh, it was Eastern Pentecostal Bible college when I went there. Okay. Um, and met my beautiful wife, right? The yep. typical like first week, see the girl. Oh, really? Oh yeah. You yeah. Met Karen, Karen first yes, weekend. We, yeah. The first week I saw Karen. Yeah. Uh, but the way that we actually connected was, is I threw a water bottle into a crowd of people and hit her in the head. Wow. And that's not a joke. It's not made up. Um, <laughs> and that's how we met. Did it work? Uh, it did work. Um, okay. We, um, it didn't knock her out. It wasn't full. <laughs> There's a tip um, for your single listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so met Karen and long story short, we got married in 1999, which means we will be married 20 years this June. I'm just going to say happy anniversary right now. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so we got married and moved to Brockville so I could do an internship in Brockville through Bible College. Yep. And I did it with Kevin and Dave Beatty. Crazy. Yeah, at Youth for Christ. Uh, yes, when Youth yes, for Christ yes. had a, um, a youth center in downtown Brockville. Yeah, it was like right next to the skate shop. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. So yeah, who knew that a couple years later or yeah. a year later, I would open up a store yeah. like right next door basically to the youth center. 
Um, so through that, the city of Brockville knew that I was into skateboarding, asked me to help them build a skateboard park, uh, which was in the old Mutarts Builder Supply Building. So for yes. one year, Brockville had an indoor skateboard park. Whoa. That was, yeah, that was uptown, cool. wasn't it? Yes. So where Starbucks is right now is yes. where Mutarts Builder I Supply I forgot was. about that. So for a year, we had an indoor skateboard park in Brockville. <laughs> and then it moved outside that summer. And through that, I was just like... I'm in Bible college. Don't really know what I, if I want to be in a church. Hmm. Um, and that's maybe we can expand on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I just felt that what I wanted to do wouldn't fit in a church at that time. Interesting. So I saw all these skateboarders in Brockville. Skateboarding was at a high in Brockville at that point. We would do competitions and there'd be like 150 people, 200 people. Show Crazy. Up these things, right? So I was like, I think Brockville could use a skateboard shop. Hmm. So that was, uh, that was my thought. Rockville could use a skateboard shop. And three weeks later we were open. Wow. So yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like the way not to open a business. <laughs> there you go. We need to learn both ways. Like this is a good example. Yeah. This is a bad example, exactly. but they somehow both worked out. Yeah. <laughs> and over the next few years, I learned the wrong of opening a shop that way. Uh, and the good of opening a shop kind of on a whim yeah, and just yeah. going for it. Um, cool. no holds barred. So. That's what landed me in Brockville. That's yeah. That's so crazy. So Dave Beatty, yep. so he works, he did like the youth center thing. Yep. So he was a vet as well. Mm -hmm. And then now he's my family doctor. Yeah. He's our son's doctor too. <laughs> yeah, there yep. you go. So Wait, you take your kids to a vet. No. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm in there. I'm he like, took some more courses and became yeah. a full doctor. Well, I'm not like, a full doctor. You know what I mean. Sorry, Dave. Uh, yeah. Um, I was, I'm in there sometimes. I'm like, should I ask him about my dog? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, just don't do it. Don't go there. Probably some people That's are doing funny. that. But yeah, he's yeah. a, he's a great, great guy. Great so. guy. Um, and then, so you met Karen. Um, yeah. And so was she part of the skateboard shop? What did she yeah, feel that she should be doing? Kara was like, when I went to her and said, I think we should open up a skateboard shop. She's like, are you crazy? Like that was legitimately what she said. Um, and then she said, she's told me later that she felt bad about that. It took some time to think, <laughs> took like a day to think about it. And was like, I shouldn't have crushed his so dreams oh that goodness. quick. Um, she's a very wise woman. And so she said, look, if you want to do this, she was finishing up her um, theology degree okay, uh, through distance ed at yep. that time. Um, she's like, look, if you want to do this, you need, to, you need to make it happen and I'll support you. So we had a little bit of money saved up uh, just from, from family things. And uh, so we opened up this shop with like next to nothing. Uh, and that led to a 16 year journey of like opening, opening revolution and running revolution for 16 years. Um, yeah. Cool. It was a ride. Cool. I learned a lot all of a sudden. That's a long time to open a store. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I'd ever open a store. Well, our water a, company. We talked about our oh, water, yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, water company. I don't think that has happened. Oh. Like I've done a garage sale once and oh, too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. That's, <laughs> yard sale comparing that to his shop. Jeremy's like, there was some differences. A little, little, bit, of, little bit of a difference. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Um, so you went off to uh, Bible college, but before yeah. that, I'm assuming you decided to follow Jesus. Yep. And so 
help us with that story. I just love sure. hearing, you yeah. know, God's Holy Spirit going yeah. out beforehand and just reaching into people's sure. lives. So, yeah. So I was born and raised in a Pentecostal home. I like played baby Jesus in the Christmas like thing, you right know, um, spent a lot of time in church. It was Waterloo Pentecostal assembly. Okay. A great uh, church to grow up in. And I still have a lot of good friends uh, from those years, like in youth group. And so, yeah, like the typical, like five years old in Sunday school, teachers talking about hell and you don't want to go there. No, definitely so, not. <laughs> so conveniently, there's this uh, thing that you can do in order not to go there. Uh, and you can pray this prayer uh, that you're a sinner <laughs> and you accept Jesus as your savior and you go to heaven. Yeah. So, I mean, that made a lot of sense. Why and plus, not? you know, my parents were told to like read the book of Revelation at night to me before I went to bed, cool. which was amazing and yeah. petrifying for sure. Um, as a child. Um, so I, I, you know, if you asked me when I decided to follow Jesus, I guess that would be when a small seed was planted in my heart. Yeah. Uh, I did. I love Jesus. Wanted to read about him in the Bible. Wanted to read my Bible. Um, loved going to church. All my friends were there. And it was a very, it was a, it was a, a growing church, vibrant church, very charismatic. Mm -hmm. um, so as a child, you know, that, that's fun, right? And you learn a lot. And then uh, youth group, my youth pastor was really instrumental, like a big influence in my life. Uh, his name's John Osmond. He's now leading a church in downtown Toronto called Free Church. Um, and he's just an amazing guy. And he, all he did was spend time with me. Hmm. You know, he didn't do anything that amazing. We had a lot of fun, a lot of cool things in our youth group. But at the end of the day, it was the fact that he wanted to spend time with me and he showed me Jesus in a different way. Cool. Um, so I accepted Jesus, you know, as the little prayer, five years old out of fear. Yeah. Um, but John was the first person that I saw oh yeah, like this Jesus person is amazing hmm. and I, and I want to follow him. So that's when I actually started to begin the journey of following Jesus. And so, and there's been ups and downs through that, right? There's, oh, yeah. there's, I'm following Jesus with everything. Um, then there's like, I don't want anything to do with this religious thing. Uh, right. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, it's, it's tapped out for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's been those journeys through the years as well, Yeah. but that's what got me kind of moving in that direction was, you know, early on in Sunday school, being afraid. Um, and John kind of planting that seed of like, no, following Jesus is an adventure, an amazing thing to do. Hmm. Um, and so that's where that journey began as well. So cool. Yeah. Did your parents read your revelation growing up? <laughs> nope. No. We sang songs. Yeah. Happy that songs. Jesus loves me. Yeah. Right before going to bed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had those too. There's a healthy dose of end times. Uh, that's crazy. Stuff pumped into me as well. Yeah. Like, have you continued the tradition onto Finn? Um, of, of reading Revelation. That's correct. That yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Pretty much. We just focus on the terrifying parts of the Bible. Yeah. Read it to him just before he falls asasleep. Perfect. Can't understand why he has nightmares. But, um, <laughs> <been> sleeping well. <laughs> um, we've continued the tradition of reading to Finn every night before. And yes. I should say like we have a child named Finn. Yes. If, if people are wondering yeah. who this Finn is. <laughs> Who's this Finn that's <laughs> Their dog or uh, yeah. Um, so our son Finn uh, is turning eight next month. Uh, he joined our family uh, four years ago. Uh, well, four and a half years ago, uh, we adopted Finn. And uh, that's been a beautiful, wonderful, difficult, amazing, all in itself, yeah. uh, an amazing time as well. So yes, we do read to, to Finn every night. Uh, we read him a book called um, Jesus Showed Us. 
which little plug for uh, that book. It's an amazing book. Jesus it's, showed us. Jesus showed us. It's Take by a, a guy named Bradley Jerzak. Um, look it up. Uh, it's all about looking at the gospel stories, um, how they focus and center in obviously on Jesus and that Jesus alone should be um, our picture of what God is really like. And so looking at different stories in the gospels and saying, what does this reveal about God? And so we want Finn to know that if he's ever wondering what God is like, that he can look at Jesus and he'll get the best picture of, of that. So does it have animation in it by chance? It's, yeah. Amazing. Perfect. Animation. Okay. So That's yeah, part of my picture. favorite parts. Yeah. So there, I, I forget the exact story, but I think they're old Orthodox paintings that they've redone to children's paintings. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a pretty sweet book actually. It's a book with animation. Well, sorry. Like, Oh, uh, drawings. Drawings. Oh, it's like a picture book. Yeah, the yeah. animations oh, yeah. are not that movies. Really confusing I'm telling the film guy. Some wild pop-up book or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> Moving pictures on the page. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah, straight <laughs> from Harry Potter. We've thought of our new business opportunity here. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> so um, you mentioned uh, the pastor that just poured into you like, mm -hmm. um, and just showed you how Jesus is an adventure. Mm -hmm. um, I'm taking it that probably the Beaties Mm -hmm. had a huge Absolutely. influence on your life. Yep. And I know during this yep. next transition, um, like we're going to be talking about um, like you're becoming a pastor, yep. like in the role that you're doing now, but who's, who's helped you in the last like 10 years, if we could hone in on that. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a great question. Um, I, I was thinking about this ahead of time. And I mean, this is kind of, it might sound weird, but I think there's people alive that have, you know, poured into me. Yeah. There's people that are dead that have poured into me through books. Yeah. Um, and then there's some people from a distance that have poured into me, whether they know it or not. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, yes, Dick, Kevin and Dave Beattie, obviously um, growing up Pentecostal and I, and I love my Pentecostal people. Don't get me wrong, but we sort of felt that we were the big fish in the sea. Mm. And I hope that's okay to say. Yeah. Um, and, and I hear that from within those walls too. So that this is nothing that I'm saying just from the outside. Which is really funny because from yes. my Wesleyan standpoint, yeah. I go like out West and yes. they're like, what is a Wesleyan? I'm like, <laughs> oh, like yeah. no right. one knows who we are. Right. But yes. which is funny because yes. you're referred to the opposite direction where yeah. you're the big fish. Yeah. We're like, we're, we kind of got the game. Yeah. Like we, we know what's going on. And, and that wasn't all the people, but that was sometimes the, you know, kind of unspoken uh, things that were communicated was you know, we've got the Holy spirit and we're going to go with it. Mm -hmm. um, and thankfully that's changing within that tradition. And I, and I love a lot of the people that are leading that yeah. uh, in that tradition. Uh, where was I, where was I going? Oh yeah. Dave and Kevin Beattie were yep. the, were sort of the first people that I met outside of that tradition that I knew were filled with the spirit mm -hmm. and, and we're, we're leading their lives in a way that was drawing people towards Jesus um, because they were filled with the spirit. That's cool. And so that really did change in my mind of what it looks like to be a Holy spirit filled Christian. Cool. Didn't mean to be Pentecostal. It meant to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah. And then when you're filled with the Holy spirit, you are drawn towards Jesus and drawing other people towards Jesus. Um, so that was, those people are a big part of our lives as well. Um, a guy named Bruxy Cavey. Yep. Um, from the meeting house. Um, there's a guy that we kind of knew we were listening to the podcast from a distance. Um, and really the, the meeting house, uh, being Christ, which is our denomination, uh, Anabaptism, the language that was coming out of the meeting house just hit Karen and myself at a time, uh, just in the, ex in the exact right way. Mm -hmm. Um, they were, they were giving language to things that we were trying to have language for, about Jesus, about the Bible, about what it meant to follow Jesus in this world, about 
peace and and everything. It just everything started to make sense. That's awesome. And and so we got the chance to to meet with Bruxy a few times and hang out with him. And and uh, that's been someone that has been really influential on our journey with Jesus as well. Mm. Um, Eric Hallett, the pastor here yep. at Standard Church, has been an awesome uh, encouragement and influence in our lives. And um, and Wesleyans can be Christians too. That's Thank what I've you. learned. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> we were seeing my ordination through it. So I was like, yeah, sorry. Was, we're okay. You know, I kid. And, uh, but just, uh, just a beautiful spirit uh, in Eric and others uh, from the Wesleyan crew that I've met yeah. that are just like, yeah, there's, there's, if we can central in and we can have our centrality in Jesus, mm -hmm. um, then the other things, the other like kind of concentric circles of dogma and, and, and church differences and all that can be secondary uh, if Jesus is central. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. And there's probably others. Yeah, and yeah. And I know like for leaving them out, to but. those people that we left out, it's <laughs> yeah. it's nothing like- Nothing personal. No, no, no. Just this is what came to mind. Yeah. And so yeah. I just had, I, one of the questions was why become a pastor, but I think you've answered like mm. a lot of that. I don't know if you need to like end- I guess we'll probably get to that with like sure. the church planting, but yeah. I had like, why become a pastor? You had a skateboard <laughs> shop. Yeah, and yeah. so it's kind of like, yeah. um, to, from the outside, yeah. um, like I was a high school student. So yep. you probably know your business brought in a ton of high school students, yes. yep. which is great. Yep. Um, and so you just, the fact that you own a skateboard shop puts you on the hmm. cool level pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. So like for me, you just seemed like successful <laughs> that stuff was going well. Right. And then it's kind of the so opposite. So it's like, you become a pastor. <laughs> Boom. Right? Like it's just cool factor. When other window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What was that transition though, between like skate shop and pastor? Right. Right. Yeah. No, thanks for asking. So, uh, yeah, I was running the skateboard shop. Um, I was kind of knocking off my Bible college cause I was like a Bible college dropout, like did my internship and then didn't finish. And I was knocking off a few courses and, uh, then the church we were attending at the time, highway Pentecostal, just mm -hmm. down the road, um, approached me because the youth pastor had resigned and I was involved. Like I was uh, volunteering in the youth group and they just thought, Hey, this might be a good transition for our kids. If you can make this work with your business to do a part-time uh, youth pastor thing, let, let's try it out. Yep. Um, and I loved it. And I was in, in a place where, yeah, there's a lot of kids coming in, obviously from the community into our store revolution, uh, wow, what a great way to introduce them to Jesus mm -hmm. outside of my interactions with them in the store, which at times became more of like a babysitting service <laughs> and, and a youth center in itself. Yeah. Um, then it was like, okay, this might be a great way to bridge them into uh, the church in mm -hmm. some way. Um, and so, yeah, so I agreed to that and was on staff at highway for Karen was already on staff at that point okay. doing kids and taking care of all the volunteer process and everything. Um, and then I took the position of youth pastor and did some speaking on Sundays and stuff. And cool. so that's what led into becoming like a pastor guy. Right. Yeah. So yeah. A little bit of a, a flow. So yeah. when did, when did the, like, cause you've made a total shift from, yes. um, uh, from the shop, like I, yep. you've sold it. Yes. Yep. And so now you're yeah. pursuing church planning full time. Is yes, that right? Absolutely. So spring of two. So I'd say 2010. I was on the on staff of the church for like a couple of years, um, and increasingly more and more, I was having conversations with people in the community uh, about Jesus. Jesus would just come up all the time. Um, it, it, I don't know. It just it, he just would. Yeah. Um, and so you're talking with people, and you find that people are they're okay with having conversations about Jesus. 
I mean, to a point, not everyone, but a lot of people are okay with having conversations about Jesus. They hear that he's like a hippie, you know, they hear that he's into peace, right? He's into <laughs> accepting everyone. That's attractive to people. Uh, and so we'd have conversations with people and be able to bring him into those things. But then as the moment he brought in like traditional church or religion, there was a real hesitancy for people to want to continue the conversation. And, and that, that became more and more evident over the years mm. was just like, okay, hey, people are open to talking about Jesus. They're even open to spirituality, maybe being a part of a community, but they don't want all the baggage that comes along with like organized religion, uh, traditional forms of, of church. So how do we reach these people? Right. And um, so more and more, I was like, okay, what could we do? to reach these people. And so the idea of church, not church planning, but just creating some sort of community that people can engage with Jesus um, without um, having all the baggage of like traditional church. How do you make that work? And that, and that was the question that kind of drew me along yeah. uh, in those years. And so spring of 2016, um, which is a couple of years ago. And you guys just point me in the direction if I'm like rambling. You guys You're doing awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Like your story, okay. I'm in with okay. you. <laughs> okay. So spring of 2016 was when it all kind of hit the fan. Um, so we're we're at this point where we're like, hey, how do we reach these people? And it's becoming increasingly harder to get them into church. Uh, and the church is having a harder time getting into culture. Mm -hmm. um, and a, a friend of mine just looked at me and said, um, he, he kind of knew that I was not frustrated, but just kind of at this point, like this tension point of like my store, church, life, everything's kind of coming in on me. Um, and he said, if nothing was standing in your way, what would you do? Which is a dangerous question. That is ask, a scary question. Right? But he just point blank. He asked me and Karen, uh, myself and Karen, what would you do if nothing was standing in your way? If not, if money wasn't standing in your way, if the church wasn't standing in your way, if your business wasn't in your way, if... Uh, and Karen and I both said um, we'd plant a church. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, it's out of the bag, right? Then it's like, oh crap, more people, <laughs> more people know about this than just me and Karen, mm -hmm. right? Now he, now he has the opportunity to hold us accountable to this. And so he's like, okay, well then you got to do it. He's like, just don't, don't get yourself preoccupied with all the what ifs. And he's like, you just got to move in this direction. Mm -hmm. And that was a big challenge, but, but Karen and I felt that that was a, it was a big, um, just really encouraged where we were at already, right? It validated some things that we were already thinking. Yeah. Um, and so through prayer and everything, and then just some um, guiding of people and uh, circumstances that led to us selling the business um, in August of 2016. Was that, was that difficult? It was difficult. Yeah. And this is your baby. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you're like giving up your 16 year old and selling them to someone. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> not really, but yeah. Like I, I, I understand. Cause it was just like a part of you. Absolutely. Right. And giving, yeah. I don't know, like, you know, it would be part of your process of dying to self. Right. Yep. Like yep. it's probably part of your identity. Cause I Absolutely. identify you to a skateboard shop. Yes. That's how I know you. And most people do in Brockville. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you do, and that was another part of it is I was having those questions of is who, how am I identified? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, am I identify, am I identifying myself by what I do or who God says I am? Yeah. And, and, and I know that's a big trendy song right now. <laughs> I just started going through I my head know. as you said, but I was like, I'm going to let's lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, 
Hillsong. But that was, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Hillsong. But but that was what was running through our heads: is what is identifying ourselves as my, you know, my business, uh, relationships, financial things. Is this what's identifying me, or is what it should identify me as who I am in Jesus? And yeah. so, that that's what was kind of like leading that thing. And then when this friend came along and asked that hard question, it was kind of like, okay, are you going to live up to what you're saying? Mm. Right. And so then selling was like, yeah, like you're giving up something that you've built for a long time. And you realize that the people who bought it, they aren't going to run it the same as you did. There's going to be changes. That's tough to navigate. Yeah. Um, but we did want revolution to continue in the community because we just felt it was service servicing, mm-hmm. you know, a segment of the population that, that needed skateboard gear, but also just like different kinds of clothing and yeah. fashion and, and a community. That was a big thing for us in revolution was a community. Yeah. We really did feel like it was a family. Yeah. Um, so for people, People who shopped in our store, but also our team of skateboarders that we sponsored. It, it was like a family. Yeah. So that was tough, but we realized we didn't have to give that stuff up when we sold it. Right. Like we can just continue that in different ways. Right. And uh, I assume you're still at the skate park. Like yeah. Oh, absolutely. There. You got Finn now. Yes. Which is and probably Finn a ton is, of fun. Yes. And Finn skateboards and loves it. And we're there together. And yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, that didn't end, right. The community aspect and the connections with the community didn't end that way. They just changed. Yeah. But yeah, that is, you have to be willing to die to those things that you have built your identity, identity on. Right. Which yeah. is hard. It really, really is. Yeah. I like, yeah the only thing that I can kind of relate to in my head is the band that like, right. That I was in. Right. And yes. Giving that up and saying, yep. I'm going to Bible college, which was like, yes. <laughs> right. Like it's the same sort the cool of thing. Went down <laughs> big oh, time. Darn it. <laughs> and I struggled with that. Like I honestly did Jeremy, yeah. like the yep. first two years of being out in mm. Kingswood, having all of those rules and mm. like, sorry for all those Christians. Uh, but some of you are nuts. Like, um, and I'm like, yeah. why are, why are people being weird and different? Cause yeah. this is the world that I'm aware of, which yeah. the music scene is a, like, yeah. you know, about the music scene yeah. that was here in Brockville yeah. and it yeah. was like a community. Absolutely. Um, and so that was like different, but that was only four years of my life. Like I couldn't imagine 16 <laughs> and like your family and your influence mm-hmm. and those relationships that you would have mm-hmm. had insane, but mm-hmm. it was awesome that you can still, yeah. Tangibly pour into those, right? Yeah. Like it's not like you're yep. Jeremy Conway, you're not any different because mm-hmm. you went off to become a pastor, right? Yeah, we're right. Yeah. And that and it's been really cool um in this last like two years since selling the business. Um, is like the people that I bump into in Brockville that are like, obviously what they're gonna ask the first thing is, what are you doing now? Yeah. Right. And so that's led to some really cool conversations. And it's even led to some people coming and being a part of our church yeah a part of our community which has been incredible that god can use yeah you know because the business wasn't like it's not like i became a millionaire right like Like, our retail is really tough yeah and so even when we sold like we were still left with debt yeah right so like it's not like we walked out and went amazing thank you god we sold the business and now we're like riding in our rolls royce Right. right it's like okay like i'm calling you to to die to that part to sell and you're really not going to be that amazing at the end of it, right? Yeah. Like there's no guarantees. Um, and so we did, we just knew we had to make this jump. And so we sold the business in August of 2016. Uh, we sold our home the next month. Um, so we had this like beautiful home, loved it, like four bedrooms, four bathrooms. See, I thought you're still but, in that place. <laughs> no, no. Okay. So we sold, we loved it. There was a creek in our backyard, like oh, just... Nice. 
uh, amazing, right? Uh, but we knew that the the journey we were going about to come up upon was going to require us to live more simply. Mm-hmm. And living simply is is definitely part of like the Anabaptist being Christ uh, heritage of following Jesus does call us to be become more simple in our in our possessions and everything. So that was that was on us as well. Not honest in a bad way, just just weighing on us in a good way. Yep, uh, calling us into new territory. So we sold the house. Um, and moved, bought a smaller house, renovated that house, and then resigned from our church positions in October. So it was like a whirlwind hurricane of change. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's this past October then? No, sorry. That, so October this is all 2016. Then. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're like two and a half years out okay. right now from that. But that was a whirlwind of change and mm-hmm. uh, that took us a while to recover. So- where do you want me to go? I got I got one more cool story about that season, but I can move I'm, on to something else. I want to hear want. more about that season. Yeah. Okay. 2016 <laughs> seems like a yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy awesome yeah. year. Yeah. So the the same friend who um, asked us, you know, if nothing was standing in your way, what would you do? This is the same friend who I went to when we made all these changes. Obviously, I need a job, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, you still need to be making money, yep. right? Um, you can't just like move on the street with your family. Hey Finn, like you better start making money, bud. <laughs> like right. you're five years old, <laughs> start pulling your own weight. Right. <laughs> so I went to this friend um, who was asked to remain nameless. Yep. That's why I keep referring to him as a friend. Um, but it sounds like he poured he poured India. Yes, so we'll absolutely thank you, anonymous friend. Yes, thank you, uh, anonymous friend. <laughs> um, he, he um, I went to him and said he he has a business, and and I went to him and said, hey, like you know, when we make these changes, do you, do you have anything available as far as work? that I could work for you in some capacity. I don't care what it is. Like I'll scrub your floor. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, just to give us some time before we move into this next transition. Um, he came back to me a couple of weeks later and you know, you know when Christians come to you and they're like, God told me. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and you're like, oh no. What's no, no. Either, either A, you actually did hear from God and yeah. this is going to be really scary or you're a weirdo. Yeah. Right? Like there's that. <laughs> My <laughs> question always is, is why didn't God tell me first? Yes, That's I know, what right? I want to yeah. know. And that will <laughs> totally. be my question when I get yes. to heaven. God, why, why didn't you tell me first? <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is what God told him. God told him that he should pay our salary as a family for a year um, wow. to live. Wow. So that we don't have to be pulled between finding a job, working a job and trying to move into this transition of planting a church or at least looking into it. So, th- I mean, that's wild. Yeah. Right. Um, that, that was like a good experience of God mm-hmm. telling someone, uh, and it, it takes that person to be obedient and to give up that amount of money. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that's picking up your cross and dying to yourself as well. For sure. Right. And so that was huge. And that was just one more amongst other things was another thing that God was like, yeah, I've called you out of something and you've had to sacrifice and die to some things and it's been tough and hard. And you've even had some relational things with people that have, you know, been tough yeah. to deal with because people just don't understand sometimes. Yep. Um, but there's, there's other things that came along and God said, yeah, you like, you're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Right. Um, so that was a, that was, that was one as obviously. Yeah. Like I feel you should set up an Ebenezer of some sort of 2016. Right? Cause that's just one of yeah. those moments like mm-hmm. that you will hold to for the next, however many years, mm-hmm. right. Of just God's provisions, yep. his providing and his calling in your life, yep. which is crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. And it helps now, right. When you're going through a season of 
questioning and doubting oh, yeah. is to have those moments to look back on and go, yeah, you were faithful then. Yeah. And in the moment I didn't think you were going to be, Yeah, uh, if I'm being honest, yeah, but, yeah. but, but you were. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was, that was huge. So that, that was wild. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Do you have any, anything you want to ask him after that? What's next? Yeah. What's next? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So 2000 and the, yeah, 2016, 2017, we started to um, have conversations with um, a tradition denomination called at that time it was brethren in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, which has some Wesleyan influence in it nice, back nice. there. Yeah. Yeah. Little shout yeah, out. Some Wesleyan and pietism. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then they changed to be in Christ, um, after like long time, they changed to be in Christ. It's the same denomination as the meeting house, okay. uh, which Bruxy Cavey is the pastor or teaching pastor of. And, and we just started conversations with them if they were interested in church planting in some capacity. Um, and they were like, let's start the conversation. And what I loved about them uh, compared to other church planting kind of like structures and, and traditions that is very relational and conversation led rather than forms and um, ticking off boxes. Boxes. Yeah. Um, so I really love that right from the beginning is uh, what do you sense God calling you to? What do you, where do you sense the spirit leading? Um, and let's keep it relational and, and like a family as we journey through this conversation. So that led to us planting a church in Brockville. And, uh, you know, I was like, I'm now like official being Christ pastor. That was uh, January 1st, 2018. Cool. Was when that became official. Yeah. Um, so we started um, with two with two other people, uh, Scott and Heather Rowett. Shout out to you guys. They <laughs> they they felt they were at our old church with us. Yeah. But they were they were in a season of looking for something different as well. Yeah. Um, and then when we came to them and said we're going to be journeying on this possibly church planning, we don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, they were like, you know what, we're going to come with you guys and support you guys. It's not like we don't like this church. We want to come with you. It was like, no, we feel God calling us to support you and walk alongside you in this journey. So last January or a little bit before January, actually, I think in the fall, late fall of 2016, if I'm getting my timeline right, um, they it was us and them just like in our living room, having a conversation. That's uh, so different yeah. from the traditional aspect of Absolutely. it. Eh? And we also like toured around and checked out churches in the area. Not to like spy. Yeah. We well, came up to, and visited us. Yes, we came and visited Southgate, loved it. And and have loved watching Southgate uh, like from a distance, like yep. on Instagram, Facebook, and cheering for you guys in Kempville. Yeah. Um, think it's a great thing what's going on there. And God is doing some great things, right? So we just wanted to see what is God doing in the area mm-hmm. and, and the different expressions of the beautiful body of Christ, which is diverse and yep. unique and everything. And so we did that for a period. And then we started kind of gathering formally. I'm going to say like, December of 2016. Yes, I have my timeline. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So um, I believe I do. Anyways, whatever. Well, for grace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It like, might be, he's not you know what? It actually is 2017 now okay. that I'm thinking of it. Because we're 2019 now, right? That's right. Yes. Right, right. So yeah, it was the end of 2017 when we started kind of gathering in our home with them. And then a couple other people felt called to come alongside us and journey with us. And then there was a couple people who had said goodbye to the church a few months before that. And they were looking for something new and they decided to come alongside us. So at the, at 
January 1st, 2018 is when we became official with being Christ. Um, and there was like maybe six people sitting around our living room yep. um, saying, what does this look like to plant a church in Brockville yeah. that invites unchurched people to have a conversation about Jesus yeah. and join the adventure. So cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was, I asked this to you beforehand, yeah. but then I, I was like, don't answer it now. I want to talk to you. So we get the raw answer. Yeah, I just yeah. love the raw answers. But <laughs> so in my brain, yep. I think and this is a churchy question for all those that are listening. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my bad, but <laughs> I think of, so like in, in joy, I don't think about church planting. I think about joining a church. Mm-hmm. And so you you answered, I think a good amount of that, but like, like starting a church plant in Brockville, Mm -hmm. like there are a lot of churches here. And so would it, I don't know, is it possible for you to be a lead? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Let's say like, let's say the Pentecostal church is higher in town or the Baptist church is higher in town. They're like, we need a lead pastor or the Anglican church. I don't know. Like, is it, why not join them compared to start a church plant? And I just, it is a very pointed question, Yes, but I'm just, I'm just curious. Like it's no, not it's a, awesome. Hopefully it's not a negative thing. No, I just, I don't have no. the answer in my head. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's a question that we've had asked to us because we were on staff at a church, right? We were on staff at Highway Church and loved that family. We were there. Like we attended off and on there for like 18 years. Yep. And then we're on staff for like six years for me, eight years for Karen. You know, why not just stay? And it's not that Highway was bad. Right. Yeah. Love, love, love what they're doing. Uh, I think our vision is see more and more people come to follow Jesus is the exact same, but how you work out your vision is unique to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So all these, all of us churches should really have the same vision, right? Yeah. Great commission. See people become disciples of Jesus who make disciples of Jesus. We should all unite around that. But where churches kind of become unique is, is how you work out that vision. And for us, we just felt called to do something different that was going to reach that vision. Mm-hmm. So our mission, our practice was going to be different than what was currently happening. We felt called to a different way of working that out. Uh, We wanted to see as many people experience Jesus, engage with his mission, and then learn how to express that mission to others as well. But in order for people to encounter Jesus, we felt we needed to change some things. And not all churches are up for changing everything. That sort of change is very, very difficult. Right. That big shift. And for all those that can hear, there is a piano in the background, but I'm kind of enjoying it. It kind of sounds like the closing of the service. <laughs> I know. It feels yeah, like an altar like, call. Yeah. Like, this is very like my upbringing in Pentecostal. <laughs> There's is, nothing wrong with music in the no, background. No, absolutely. I, <laughs> sorry. But um, it's all good. Yeah. Like changing that part in a church yep. is, would not be it would probably cause a lot of division. And that, yeah. And that that's the tough part, right? And we were just like, do we want to put our energy into trying to change and reform? Or do we want to put our energies into launching and creating? Mm. And we really felt like for the health of us, yeah, um, and for the health of Highway and for the health of other churches, let's do our thing that God is calling us to and allow other churches to do what they feel God is calling them to do rather than trying to change it to suit our ideas of what needs to happen. Right. So that's what we did. We want to launch out and try something different that was going to reach people with the radical message of Jesus. And yeah. so once we did that, though, you had people saying like, well, there's already a bunch of churches already in town. Why not just join them? Or, you know, a new church will just take people away from existing 
existing churches? And those are fair questions. And church plants um, do take people away from existing churches at times. The majority of our people were unchurched or not churched at all. Mm -hmm. So the majority of our people would be uh, those that didn't grow up in church at all. Um, and are just journeying with us and encountering Jesus. And then there is this, there is a group of people that were at churches, but had left and were in limbo. And asking that question, like, do I even need church to follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, and then through conversation and connections, they were willing to give church another try. That's now, awesome. There were a couple of people. There are a few people that decided to leave communities. And we tried to navigate that as best as we could, um, taking the relational approach and just saying, look, this isn't, these people aren't saying your church is bad. We want to leave. This is, we feel called to go and join something to start something new, mm-hmm. right? Which, which. And I hope we have this vision when it happens to us, because it will happen to us. People will leave us yeah. and join other churches. And I hope mm-hmm. that we can have that bigger kingdom vision that says, look, there's other great churches that you can be a part of. And if you need to go somewhere to to be fully plugged in, then you yeah. need to do that. Yeah. And so I, I trust and I hope, and we are asking to be accountable to, that we will have that same attitude when it comes to people leaving, oh, for leaving sure. us. For sure. And like we're yeah. sitting in Centennial Road Church right, right. now. Like you're doing a church plant. We're yes. from Chemphill, right? Yes. And like this church has welcomed us in with open arms. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And yep. we all we all need to be doing that same thing. And I think that's like we're we're probably on the same page, Jeremy, where it's yeah. just like that the denominational walls are falling yep. Yep. and people are just wanting to see Jesus declared and yep. see his Holy Spirit um, just ripple through our communities. So absolutely. If I can just put in a good quick, I love it. Yeah, like let's do it. Pastor Eric Hallett and the Centennial crew have been super supportive of us. Um, Eric was actually the one that said, you know, we don't just need your church. Like we need more churches uh, in Brockville. And he quoted uh, Rick Warren, you know, the, the famous Rick Warren was like, you need all types of churches for all types of people. Yeah. Right. And the mm-hmm. reality is, is that people who we will reach Centennial might not reach, but people who Centennial would reach, we may not reach. Yeah. And, and if we can just have that vision for all different churches, then we would realize like Carrie Newhoff says like the church down the street isn't your enemy. Um, people's timetables are, the, are your enemy or the hockey arena or whatever, you know, thing in culture is the enemy. The other church isn't your enemy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. no, that's good. That's good. And yeah, Centennial Road is just one of those great places. It has mm-hmm. my heart too. Absolutely. Uh, just from growing up here. So yeah. How, how are like, how are things going? Like, yeah. um, is it what you thought it would be, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, that's, yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. I'll, I'll just, man, I'll just go with it. It's a, it's a lot yeah. of room there. Yeah, no, absolutely. There so, um, it's, I mean, the, the quick answer is we're really excited with how things are going. We're pumped. Like we're really excited. God's been doing some really cool things. And I can think back over the last year and a half, specifically the last year. And just when I, on a Sunday, when I'm in our living room, uh, like this Sunday, um, we had a whole just jam packed full living room, dining room, and people were in our kitchen as well. And we're all singing together and I'm looking around the room and I'm just thinking, man, the last year, all these people that God has kind of brought our way. We have people that are are questioning faith. We have people that have no faith. We have people that are from other faiths. I have a great friend who is a Buddhist monk that comes often simply because he's interested in the teachings of Jesus mm. um, and wants a place where he can ask questions and not feel like 
I'm not accepted because I'm a Buddhist monk. Right. Um, I want to encounter Jesus in cool. some way. Cool. Um, so you look around the room and you're just like, man, this, this is amazing. And I don't look and go, oh, well, we were at like six people last year and now we're at this number this year. That's, that's indicative of some health. But what I look at is, and I go, man, what are the degrees that people have become closer to Jesus? Mm-hmm. And that is like... That's, that's incredible. That's hard to measure, but it's very difficult to measure, (laughs) but, but you can see it in fruits of people's lives. You can see it in people's attitudes towards the church or their attitude towards other churches where they might've been hurt. You can see that growth. Um, so the short end of the question, it's going awesome. And we're really excited. We we are called reunion Brockville, uh, which means we're a part of a network of churches actually in the being Christ church. So there's six reunions, uh, five scattered throughout Canada. Okay. And one that is just launched in Kuwait, like Kuwait, Iraq. Oh, well. yeah. Right. So now we're like international. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Peter Lublink out in Kuwait is leading up reunion Kuwait. And so Crazy. we, we, you know, starting a business myself, being entrepreneurial minded. Um, if you guys are Enneagram fans, uh, I'm a number one on the Enneagram, uh, which is like reformer, launcher, perfectionist. Oh, really, eh? So this, this is built into me. And so when we were launching a church, I was like, you know, I want it to be my own thing. You know, I want to call it my own thing. I want it to be, um, but God started challenging that in me too. Cause there's good parts of your personality there's bad parts. There's good parts of being a number one. There's bad parts of being a number one. Um, and I was really challenged with that. And so we actually looked at the reunion network and we said, our vision and our mission and our practices are so closely aligned. There's no reason I can't just come under that umbrella and join with these guys. Yeah. And so that's what we decided to do. And we love it. Mm. Love my guys at reunion. If you guys are listening, um, love you guys and have so appreciated that community right away outside of our own community. Yep. So every week for an hour and a half, I'm meeting with those guys, um, to pray together, to laugh together, to challenge each other, to make fun of each other too. Um, <laughs> but to, to journey in this church planning thing together has been amazing. So cool. Yeah. That is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> just Lord. There's so Sorry. many things I just don't think about <laughs> and you're just like laying it all out. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, it's good. Just, like it's putting stuff into perspective, like cool. to what really matters. Mm. Like yep. to have cool socks on today. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, but it is kind of cool. It is kind of cool, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. No, but it's yeah. still kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a bad loop. <laughs> I gotta get out of that. But, well, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you have anything? I know when we're like, do you want to jump on the podcast? Mm-hmm. And you've, you've shared like a few things with people. Yeah. I, I don't know if I missed anything or, you know, I just appreciate yeah. your heart, Jeremy. And, oh, thanks. Um, like your courage, mm-hmm. um, I think is just kind of, mm-hmm. Uh, respectable, I would go with, I think, is that how cool. I would describe it? And seeing you just step out and saying, mm-hmm. God, like, what will you have for me? And mm-hmm. like, um, that's part of my journey right now, right? Like mm-hmm. with the church and yep. it's taking that step and saying, God, like, mm-hmm. this is difficult. Yep. This is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dying to myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's very encouraging to me. in like this mm-hmm. time where I'm asking a lot of questions, which yep. you probably know are yep. going through my head yep. and just hearing your story is very encouraging. So mm-hmm. I do appreciate cool. that. I wasn't sure if you want to share anything else with us. If you had any other notes or just like, 
Man. Anything, any final thoughts? <laughs> um, let's just work together, right? Like let's different churches, different callings, different vision. Well, not different vision, same vision, different strategies of how we're going to work out that yeah. vision, but let's work together and encourage each other. And let's like, you know, the unity of the church is what Jesus says is going to actually show the world who he is, who he says he is. Right. Yeah. Um, and so let's really work hard at that. But unity is difficult. Unity is like, you have to work at it. Oh yeah. Right. Like unity isn't uniformity. Uniformity would be so much easier, right? Like <laughs> everyone believes the same thing. Yeah. Sit down, shut up. Yeah. We're going to tell you what to think and, and no one can ask any questions, but unity assumes diversity, right? Unity assumes that there's going to be differences in opinion, but if we can rally around Jesus yeah. um, and lay our uh, differences aside, we can have fun debates yep. and make fun of each other for our differences. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or make fun of ourselves for our differences. Um, but if if we keep Jesus central, I think the world will see something unique that it isn't seeing elsewhere. Yeah. Right. Like if we, if we can get that down on a, like a macro level of the churches, imagine what that would do for a micro level, like in our own communities where you can have diverse people from different backgrounds coming into your church. You can have like brothers and sisters from the LGBTQ plus community sitting around the table with you feeling like they belong yeah. long before they believe where you think how they should behave. Yeah. And I think that's just a beautiful witness um, to the world is a beautiful witness to the broader church. Yeah. And I think it would, it would just bring God's kingdom even more powerfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. That's my Good little soapbox moment. Good word. That's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I thought pastors weren't cool. Maybe there is a cool aspect <laughs> to pastors. So yeah, no, Jerry, really appreciate you. Like I know time we're only gifted yeah. 24 hours in the day and <laughs> you just spend an hour with us. So thank you. Oh, no problem. Um, for that. My pleasure. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's cool. You do you want to ask him anything else? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Can I give we'll us be here for another hour? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I want to hear. I'm up for it. Cool. Well, uh, if you want to check out like what Jeremy's doing in Brockville, um, like how, how could we do that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously Instagram. So it's just reunion Brockville, all one word. Yeah. Um, and on Facebook, we're uh, there as reunion Brockville um, or the, we're going to have a website up soon. I've been kind of slacking on that. My like website guy at being Christ has been on me. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy has to put up with me, um, but we're going to get that going soon. It will be uh, just reunionbrockville.com once yeah. we get it going. Uh, our broader website for like the umbrella of reunion churches is wearereunion.com. Okay. So if anyone is interested in just kind of checking out what we're doing as a network or beingchristchurch.ca, there's a lot of information there. Um, or if you want to support us or journey along with us or pray for us, uh, that would be awesome too. We're looking to space right now. Yeah. So that would be, you know, if people are wanting to pray for us or come alongside us in any way, uh, that would be a huge thing because we are looking for space. Yeah. yeah. Compared to the three rooms that you're taking up in your house, you oh, could man. just maybe be in one room together. Yeah. And the kids does. in the basement running around. With oh their, yeah. I forgot about the kids. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Finn and his buddies usually have their shirts off running through our house. Like, <laughs> this, this uh, Which is a lot of fun. Um, but we're aware that in order to open this table up to more people to yeah. have a conversation, uh, we have to rethink space. So yeah. we're praying through that, thinking through that. And so, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to pray for some space right now cool. and we'll see, uh, we'll awesome. see what happens in these next few weeks. God, Sweet. thank you so much for Jeremy and his heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, father, would you uh, provide a space for them? Mm -hmm. uh, God, you are the creator of this earth. Uh, you, you formed it and God, nothing's too, too big for you. And uh, I just hear that in Jeremy's story. And so uh, we're just trusting in faith and what you have and God, that you'll make the provisions. And uh, we just pray that uh, our hearts would be tuned into you and God, just listen to your, to your voice. 
We thank you so much for what he's done. And God, would your Holy Spirit just uh, just give him a fresh energy. And God, just a spirit of uh, just kindness and grace as he, as he keeps going to this church planning. And Father, would his heart stay soft and tender to your love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Drop uh, that beat. Did you want to say something? Did I cut no, you no, off? No, 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 no. You said it. You said it. You said it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>